Okay. Okay. I'm a little mm. bit scared. <laughs> You've come with a lot of notes and like <laughs> oh shit. Versus us where we have basically Look, no preparation. You really right yeah. a lot there. It's yeah. gonna go out the window. Carrie so, did the same thing. You know, because I kind of have this journalistic approach to things, I want them to kind of be right. Not everything has to be perfect, but I like things to be a bit explained or to have some kind of background. You've to come it. to the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel very much at home. With this. It's a nice. very good it's a very good intention that you came with. Chris is like, wow, she's organized. I we have DJ Khaled. It's been two weeks, you're out of practice. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Rachel, you leave my house, wicky wicky. I can work my way ahead. Oh, you shouldn't. Oh. 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 You want to add any noises? No. <laughs> Is it me? Oh, it's me. Uh, welcome to the XYZ podcast. Uh, we're here, I'm here with my two main men. We've got the, the lovely Christian Breaker. G'day. We've got the fresh from Italy, Mr. Dean Ira. Ciao! <laughs> I'm Harry Fox, and we are very lucky to, today to have a very special guest. We have Rachel Fassbind with us. Thank you for joining us, Rachel, for Rachel. taking the risk. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood feminist. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of creepy, actually. Like, uh, it's oh, like you should be scared. I yeah. see someone who's like, like climbing into gardens and stuff. And you were, so, Rachel, if you came to our live show, uh, Rachel actually had the guts to get up on stage and tell us a story. It was super cool of you to do that. Killed it. And uh, and then I think, you know, things got so kind of like uh, misogynistic that Rachel came to the podcast today to shut us down. Shut you so down. Is, <laughs> shut you down. No, I think that the, the quote before what you said, Rachel, was mostly directed at Harry. You two, you two guys. All right. So here's the difference: is that I'm I'm not hiding it. That's the only difference here. Don't right? say we're hiding it. You're you're hiding what misogyny? No, hiding your natural masculinity. Oh no no no! Masculinity a, has different forms. Behind a facade of okay, Rachel, whatever. We'll get into that soon. Masculinity does have different forms, and as you just said. We're so used to this typical cis man and, you know, how men should be, as you just called it, natural masculinity. And then there's like different forms of where men don't um, agree to that or they're just, you know, not not like typical men. And then for those men, you know, where are they in, in society? And also when women change so much right now with all this feminism and all this redefining gender, where is the new man? What should we do with that? I like how you dive straight into that. That's Boom. It's like, you like an on-topic yeah. journalistic point. Okay, but wait, wait. Before can, before we dive in, let's can we find uh-huh. out a little bit about you? Yeah, uh, there's uh, no context. Everyone just thinks you're a Spider-Man well, in a pink since costume. Since I shared a sex story on your live podcast, yeah. We started at the lowest, the lowest level. So, so, <laughs> so you, uh, yeah, I hope I'm not crossing lines. So, so you're a journalist for the NZZ. Is that Yes, correct? exactly. And Do you want to mention that name? Are we, is that okay? Or Well, you can, yeah. We, uh, maybe Doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. And Shout the, out to NZZ. Your, Rachel, <laughs> is, Rachel does not represent the NZZ right now. She's just here on our stupid podcast <laughs> talking to <laughs> us. Uh, and, and you also do this, this uh, is it women in leadership or women? The, the female leadership. Female leadership. Exactly. 
Powerful. Yeah, where we empower especially younger women to get comfortable with leadership positions, but also in the business world. No grannies allowed or what? No grannies. HS. No, we're quite open, but it's kind of we attract more yeah, sure. younger women. Sure. How, so can I ask, is, is this, um, what, how is this organization working? Is this like, you, 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 how, do, how do you organize? How, how do you attract um, people to join you? So we're kind of built up like a startup and Sandra has been working as a coach for five years, especially for women and especially in teams or leadership. So she has a great network and that's how we attract these women or that's how these women find to us. It's either women who want to get into their careers or get them launching or also if they want some change or if they take on a different role. For example, if they become mothers or for example, if they, I don't know, get a different position. So how, how do you empower them? A jacket with the shoulder pads, right? <laughs> yeah, get rid of the heels. <laughs> no, what we do is, uh, I think women, well, that's a very general topic. I think women do need some more empowerment because often they face different kind of insecurities. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, we look at their insecurities. We also look at their skill sets, also their strengths and that, and yeah, normal coaching, different, you know, normal coaching stuff where we give them a skill set and I tools. That sounds a bit like Dean. Dean's very good at spotting insecurities, but with I, it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's uh, I'm going straight to the attack, Dean. Yeah, I can tell. No, inter like insecure is a more introspective <laughs> thing. Talking about insecurities, Rachel, are you like self-aware? Have you like explored your insecurities? Because I know you're one of the most confident people on like uh, your social media, which I really admire. But I'm sure it's taken a lot of work to get to learning about those insecurities for you. Hey, I think, you know, most people seem very confident. They faced hard times or they sure. were in different spots in their lives. And that's why they built them up. Also, yeah. you know, like comedians, they say like, oh, comedians are always that funny. Yeah, you're that funny because you kind of learn from these hardships. Because we're yeah. crying inside. Oh. <laughs> it's a sad clown syndrome. Please <laughs> love me. Oh. I think, I mean, I think the, like I've seen this in businesses is that I think women tend to be less, be more risk averse and, and, and more about finding consensus. Uh, and I actually, I went to, I went to this thing, this event once called women in tech. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know, Valerie Vulga, um, if the name is okay, whatever. It was an event for women, which somehow I got invited to, uh, <laughs> actually it's my <laughs> other persona where, I, you know, oh, the office, fake office persona. Exactly. Where I was being so nice. And the, the <laughs> never <laughs> seen that guy. We had a, there was a, <laughs> there was a really interesting conversation at one point about, uh, there was a lady who gave a presentation. She was the, the chief product manager at a startup. And she said, when I joined in the first month, they threw me into a customer meeting and I'd hardly had time to know anything about the product. And I had to like answer questions and sell it. And she said, in retrospect, she was deeply grateful that they pushed her to do that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there was another lady there whose response to that was, well, that's the man's way of doing that. That's not okay. And the, there seems to be like there's two mindsets around this stuff. Like, like, and, and uh, I chimed in with like, I think if you're in any leadership position, you, you're going to get unpredictable situations that you have to handle. Before, can we hold up? Can we, before we dive into this whole like failed feminism versus like good feminism, 
because that's an interesting topic. Also, the idea that masculinity, because I want to define this first, can toxic masculinity and these labels that we attach to things. Mm. I believe that those things belong to both genders mm-hmm. and people from both genders. Not, I know there's not only two genders, fuck off. I'm just saying in this context, leave me alone. <laughs> in these contexts, people hide behind these insecurities, use these things as power to manipulate other people, which is a form of power mm. struggle, dominance, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Okay, agree with that? I, I agree. Nothing worse than a toxically masculine woman. Agreed. And that's a joke. It's not a joke because there are women like that. There are. And when we come back to the business world, the business world is, you know, a lot of it is built on toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. On all this pressure, you always have to perform. You always have to be the strong. And, you know, that those are very male um, tendencies. But yeah. nobody can always be like that, not even men. And then there comes in the toxic. When is it healthy and when not anymore? Yeah, yeah. That's when yeah, cocaine yeah. starts. Yes. It's, oh, it's, shit. Yeah. Oh, here comes the banker. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, 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 this weird, it's this weird thing where... Lowers empathy. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you don't... It's, it's not just cocaine, it's also other stuff. But, but you, you basically... Um, I find it interesting how you describe it. You built this wall... Um, of the persona that you should be mm-hmm. and you become that person over time. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get lost. Yeah. That's where you're kind of, you have such a disconnection from who you actually are to be this performing person mm. all the time. And that's also, you know, the whole business world is like that. And that's why I believe that we need feminism to kind of change that because we have so little empathy. Mm-hmm. We have such harsh yeah. rules and like not just women are suffering, you know, especially women who have a family or want to, you know, not just work all the time. Also men, the business world was built for men who can work 40 hours a week, who have a wife at home, who cooks, takes care of the household and takes care of the children. Yeah. Nobody or, you know, not many people have that nowadays anymore. If I would just could, you know, if I could just go to work and mm. somebody would take care of everything else, oh, that would be easy. But the level of stress that is put on on us because of this, let's say, patriarchy or toxic masculinity, I think every, you know, everybody is struggling from it. it it's interesting because something that um, i i find sometimes when, it, when i'm talking to um to male friends is that there is um, a certain distance to the word feminism they mm-hmm. don't like mm-hmm. um saying as a guy i'm a feminist uh, somewhat can be frowned upon mm-hmm. you know what i mean it, it's well, just let me put that in other terms it sounds like you're trying to get laid you say that um i have heard you say that before it's th- this it's it's a weird it's a weird thing um, which is completely not true. Um, you can be a, a staunch feminist as a man um, without being um, th- this this little puppy. Which is super interesting. You know, it starts with locker room talk. Yeah. When do you, as a guy, tell your friends, "Hey, guys, this is not okay." Yeah. They yeah. were talking. We're we're being so disrespectful, and. I think men are so- <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Like, wait a second. Uh, we've called you out of bud, Harry. No, not even on the podcast. Our, our locker room talk is off mic and it gets pretty bad sometimes. Yeah, but it's not sexist or misogynistic generally. Okay, this is getting interesting. Let me explore this a step further because mm-hmm. there, there are images. The, the, the only reason why mm-hmm. we, we seem to have this 
um, discussion in the first place is because there are perceptions. Mm -hmm. We we uh, we say certain words and they and then we combine that with oh that guy is, is is just a douchebag or or he's under the thumb. That's a big one. It's like oh mm -hmm. you you know the old ball chain and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's that that sort of um, uh, behavior that when when you say that as a man I'm a feminist you're associated with something that's automatically more feminine pussy whip yeah pussy whip thank you. Yeah. you you're 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 no longer a man mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. it's so that, gay yeah it's gay thank you yeah. i was i was trying and to men are scoot so, around the world. wow men are so scared of being gay yeah. like for women if i would be like oh i you know make up with other women Let's every hide. now and then it's so hot <laughs> if you guys yeah. would share that kind of fantasy it would be kind of weird and it mm. starts there because we have this perception of men how they should be yeah And whenever a man would like to explore something else, it's like, oh no, you have to get put, you know, yeah, put you back in the box. Okay, I'm, mm -hmm. I mean, for me, the thing that where I have an issue with, with, well, I mean, in fact, it's the whole thing. I just don't like people identifying with things that are not, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, to say I'm this or I'm that, because mm -hmm. the moment you do that, you stop being a sane human being, or you, you've, you've you've basically you've like othered. delegated yeah you've othered and which means you believe in something and that you haven't fully explored necessarily for yourself <laughs> then when someone says hey this thing you just did i don't like it's attacking your whole system so it's mm -hmm. a similar thing you see in religion mm -hmm. i would rather people explore their own identity comfortably on their like without needing to form a group And uh, and that's not gender specific. So that's my deep thought underneath all. Not gender specific. Yeah, where my grumpy stuff comes from. So when I hear a guy mm -hmm. saying I'm a feminist, it's like, like what? Like what is that? Like there are so many things about men that mm -hmm. do. Like you're either going to deny things about what makes you a male, and I'm not talking about like stereotypes. I'm just talking about if I see like a lady walking down the street and then she bends over to pick something there's a little bit of thong above the jeans and you spank her yeah i didn't go that far <laughs> i just see that because i wasn't looking but it's just there i have that has an effect on me you're allowed to look exactly yeah and and they're going to look at you too not the, that they would the and then the terrible <laughs> thoughts about what i want to do to her i just you know I, you're allowed to have those terrible thoughts exactly but the, but the thing is is partly that is a nature of how we get turned on but you're right to with sexual direction but but the thing is it's just like the to me these things come into conflict when you say there's like a group dynamic of like there's uh, like i'm a feminist i can i i can't be a feminist i don't believe I okay can. Let, let's go better with this harry because you're on a great point and i would love to hear rachel and there's going to be conflict with this but if we go meta i think that labeling these things othering others is a form of discrimination. And I really think that the feminist movement has failed. I say that... Ooh, this shit. Is, yeah. Can I hit the button? Okay. Dean <laughs> said something crazy. <laughs> I say it because from inner thoughts and my will for life and love, uh, I believe everyone should be equal, have power and love for each other, et cetera, et cetera, idealistic you know, environment for everyone. Right, race, gender, who cares? Nobody cares. But when you start labeling and othering, it's just the exact same system copied and flipped on its head. Toxic masculinity, yeah. men in power, manipulating subordinates or opposite genders, etc. You just changed it, made it exactly for women, flipped it on its head. And I'm not saying everyone does this, 
but I've experienced uh, feminists, beautiful, amazing, intelligent women who are angry and they, they are allowed to be, they should be, but they've started labeling me and blaming me when, without even consulting my real opinion. They just kind of stop me in my tracks and say, that's toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hear your opinion any further, which I don't see a difference to a guy saying, oh, you're a woman. Stop right there. I'm not going to listen to your opinion. Exact same thing. No? Yeah, totally get that. And I totally get the whole labeling thing. But we live in a world where labeling everything make, you know, seems to make it easier. We label everything all the time. Sure. And True. then also what I understood, you know, from the, the whole anger that comes into the yeah, into play, which is super interesting with this whole anger, you know, the radical feminism, they are angry. They want to tear down the whole patriarchy, change the whole system. Great. Fuck the police, you Fuck know. Fuck the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing and is I real. Get that. Fight the power. And I get that because mostly it's very hurt people. Yeah. Underneath. But what I also get is if they would be conscious of these emotions, they could channel them in a better way or in a different way. Correct. They chose anger. Yeah. Like, for example, the example before with Harry um, and the, you know, when he sees a woman, that's, yeah, it's natural. It's natural to feel some certain emotions. But then also how conscious are you about them? Now, for example, <laughs> yeah, again, the business world, when you as a man have these thoughts and then also they take over and you see women just in this one particular way, then that's if you're not conscious about it. And I think feminism wants to make many things conscious. For example, the French track coming up very soon, they talk about care work. Most of us are not aware how much effort and energy women put in to take care of their families and their homes. And that's, nobody sees it, nobody pays them for it. And I think feminism is about raising awareness. Do you know, do, my, they don't have to pay rent. my craziest experience with this is, um, you know, what's, uh, what happens a lot in, in, uh, in the finance world, I can only talk for, for the finance <laughs> world in this one is, um, you do a Christmas party where you invite partners to th- say, thank you. I was, oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. this is not yeah. a joke. I've seen this multiple times oh, happening wow. in shit, uh, where it mm-hmm. comes yeah, it would probably be good to invite the the wives. Like, uh, what? What are you on about? Which is actually even more insulting. No, it's what super kind of insulting. Pussy in the office had that bright idea. It's, it's super Toxic insulting because it it, it 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 kind of acknowledges the problem, but not actually offers a solution. It, they think mm-hmm. they've solved it. Like, I have a career because I have a, a woman at home looking after uh, my my cums that I have in her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and be- behind every successful man is a woman, they say. Yeah. And, you know, I see some really ta- talented, <laughs> amazing women, and they put all their energy into their partner. Yeah. And, of course, vice versa, too, but way more for men. And then men have all these great successes, and they can do whatever they want. And it's like, okay, but who, who actually paid for it? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I mean, to me, okay, we we do have a topic today, but to me, just to wrap that thing up, it, I mean, for me, the thing I think also Switzerland is a little bit behind other parts of the West on this stuff. Do you know no. why? Uh, the patriarchy. Appenzell. That <laughs> <laughs> is super interesting. Switzerland didn't have any big wars the last couple of hundred years. So the other countries like England, Italy, Germany, oh, that's really many men died or were hurt in the war or were in prison. So the women had to build up, they called the um, Trümmerfrauen, for example, in Germany. They built up all the cities. So kind of France saw, okay, that's what women can do. So let's actually Maybe support have them, them, have a job, yeah, yeah, yeah. have them a job or, you know, 
maternity leave. All the other countries around us have way longer maternity leaves, but only the countries who were in war in the last 200 years. It's yeah. interesting That's that true. women's true. suffrage in the UK is directly linked to uh, factory workers during the war. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the big leaders uh, of the feminist movement basically walked out of the factories when they stopped making bombs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Men no. really aren't good for anything. <laughs> right. But, uh, but I mean, I mean, I think the thing is, so as I understand it, is like there's waves of feminism and, mm -hmm. and like first wave, second wave is more about, uh, so first wave, I'm summarizing in stupid ways, like votes, second wave mm -hmm. is more about like pay equality, uh, third wave, I forget now, I'm getting too stupid, but, and I, I get like- Outsourcing birth? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's much more about equal, genuine equal opportunity. And then mm -hmm. fourth wave is about dyeing your hair blue and screaming on social media. Oh. I'm just so <laughs> right now we're kind of still in the third wave. But as you said, the fourth wave, like the third wave started in the 90s. And it was kind of to finish off the second wave. The yeah. second wave was in the 60s and 70s, where women with college degrees realized, oh, we got these great degrees and these great educations, but we can't do shit with it. Yeah. Yeah. So now women are kind of, you know, changing that narrative and now we kind of want everything equal. Yeah, which is fair enough. I, to, I guess my point is, is that for me, what's weird is that I grew up with this stuff in the UK. Like mm -hmm. I think the UK was quite far ahead on a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. And to me, what's been surprising in Switzerland where like some of the jokes I've made on this podcast, if I made them in England, it would it would be, it, the context is irony or, or sarcasm. It doesn't mm -hmm. actually, it's so ridiculous. Like, like the, the majority of wealth uh, somewhere in the early 2000s is now in the UK in the hands of women. So this has been, uh, it's kind of like long done. And to me coming here, it, it's seeing also the Frauenstreik, uh, like some of this stuff is, yeah, it's like, it's like kind of like a bit of a time warp kind of thing, but I guess things are catching up fast. But you talk about equality with the Frauenstreik, like Harry mentioned, and this is also part of that thing that I was saying about like uh, failed feminism mm -hmm. because during the Frau strike, I heard that there were a lot of women saying no men allowed. Yes. They're radical feminists. Like I was part of the organization and the main, let, let's say the main leaders, they were like, no men. We want the men to do care work. They can take care of the children. They can cook the food. They can be part of it, but we don't want them to walk with them. And you know, I'm not that radical. So I was like, okay, I want to understand then at the day in Zurich, we had 100,000 people walking with 100,000 women. Many of them, you know, were so liberated, not real clothes on. And, you know, even just wherever you would watch, you would see women. And that, that you know, then I got it. Then I got why it was important to them to just have thousands of women at the yeah. same place. Because that is real empowerment. Because... Especially, you know, they were, it's mainly the older, the elderly leader women. And they must have experienced that so often in their life where they walked in a room and they were the only woman. Mm -hmm. Like we organize events for the NZZ and I see, I don't know, five to 10% women normally. Yeah, and yeah. that must be so hard. You walk in a room and again, you're the only woman. Boys and it's club. So, 
Yeah, it's a boys club. Mm-hmm. Your yeah, boys. Yeah. yeah. So is it about agency? Is that what it comes down to? So if if dude, what are you using a word like agency on our podcast for? This is getting too intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being is it about agency. I'm no. a tasking and my ego is threatened. <laughs> no, to me, what was interesting about Lunchstrasse last year is that I saw at the end on Langstrasse a bunch of guys standing around who'd kind of been there, and what mm-hmm. the look on their face was. I am so getting laid tonight. And they definitely uh, were getting laid tonight. You're coming back to this. <laughs> oh, no, my God. But because uh, you could see it was a really weird look. It's like the same as like a little bit like after our live show. It's just like people on a high. No, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> guys who were like, oh, I've, I've like like pulled a girl. It was more like they supported their girlfriends. They, you, they were their girlfriends or wives or whatever was super happy and had enjoyed the day and, and felt like something had happened. And these guys had gone into a more humble state, but also they were going to get laid. You could see it. Well, of course, <laughs> if your you know, partner is so empowered and so happy and feels so strong, that's a completely different energy she brings into exactly, wherever yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so, so you're now you can use the mm. word agency. Oh. No, that that ship that ship has not sailed. I'm not using big words anymore. No. Fuck off, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, we're trying to lower the tone a little bit. Sorry, I I had to lower the tone. We're, now we're riffing just because Dean has disappeared. No, it's all right, and we want to actually get into the topic. So. Yeah, in, introduce this because what what everyone has read uh, on the title of the podcast that is uh, listening to us right now is, what are men good for? And uh, you came up with that idea, Rachel, right? That that was your your idea for the podcast. I would have like I would yeah, have loved to a- talk about feminism, but then we had this little um, moment I, after the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think you were a bit drunk. But you looked me in the eye and you were like, "What were men good for?" And we were like, "No idea, right?" Yeah, I think that's a good. It's an interesting way to flip yes. the topic. Men are the worst thing ever. Fuck them. What are they good for? They yeah. don't even make me orgasm. Today's topic. <laughs> yes, Rachel's okay. got experience. O- orgasm <laughs> equality. It does not exist. That's I not talk true. to so many girls. When I talk to my girls, I was like, I don't know, was it, you know, when it said whatever. <laughs> There's no way we're You've close to orgasm. <laughs> Who of you, like, Okay. Don't act like you're a giver too. No, no, no. Just chill the fuck out. Oh, all sensitive. I'm not sensitive. I'm very proud of this. My cum ratio is like 10 to 1 for sure. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, take antidepressants for that. Do you need me to get some references? Like, I don't want to fucking speak to. Gentleman doesn't. No, because actually, it's interesting. It's interesting that how is it guys still don't know how to do this shit? It's like, I'm just thinking this could be my future career to explain. Because everyone watches porn too much and they think yes. if you just do this finger shit really, really hard, then she squirts and that's an orgasm. There is educational What's porn. Spirit? There are porn videos where they actually explain how to do it right. Like, go mm. look at the internet. The whole shit's on the internet. It's like there a manual. Go. It's Grab not it by the, neck the and 13 choke year olds watch, you know. Okay, yeah, I'll just, they don't watch educational porn. I'll just say on, on Reddit they have a great subreddit on sex, and they Man, have fuck Reddit, dude. 
No, fuck you, fuck to fucking Reddit. Reddit, they have <laughs> the sex forum is really good. Like they talk about all this stuff and they talk they about good gifts. a whole bunch of stuff for advice for men and women wow. on, on all kinds of topics about sex. And you yeah, have, they sell dick cool. pills and, and uh, no, what's, no, what's, the, what's the big they one? They have, for example, they have women that go, every time I have sex, I'm in incredible pain. It's like people yeah. are all, and like all that stuff gets good, discussed yeah. on there. It's actually really, really fascinating. So. I had a weird sex experience yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. No, no, no. I was, I was at a sex shop. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And for a special friend of mine, I was helping her buy a... Womanizer. No, a wireless vibrator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. We, did an, we did a podcast. We talked about that. Yeah. Oh, these ones. And... I mean, she didn't feel uncomfortable, but like she was like, "Come with me, come help me choose." And I was like, well, "I can't really help you. I want to get distracted with all the twenty-two inch dicks and stuff." <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm comfortable in these spaces, and like, uh, I'm a giver, Rachel, as well. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, this will be good for you. This is a good one. Like, what about this? Try this. This is a vibrator. Like, do you like that one? What about this one? You know?" And also, the women behind the counter were like really comfortable and cool and like chill. And we're like, well, like laughing and having a good time. And I was like, where's the butt plugs? I'm a virgin. Please help me. <laughs> you know? And was we're laughing. A, which was this at Sensual? The uh, Magic X. By, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Magic X. Thanks for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, there, was a, there was a couple next to us, older, older two. And they came in and like I wasn't paying attention to them. We we're just doing our own thing. And they felt incredibly uncomfortable because we were loud. We scared them off. And I was oh. like, as an adult, like these are older couple. They're adults. Why the fuck do they feel, you know, insecure in a sex shop? Yes, yeah, it's, it's generational. I mean, on the one level, you say porn is to blame, but also porn has created massive liberation. Like people are. People actually, I mean, we lived in a world where it's like yeah, a lot of limp boners. No, but it was, it was, it was. I could shit on someone's chest. Yes. Look, in the past, it was like cowboy movies. Yeah, it's great killing people, but sex is a huge taboo. Sex has become like like nothing now, which is, I think, actually That's just American prudishness. Like, although, yeah. uh, who's, who played that Jedi in Star Wars? Ewan McGregor. He was doing a, he plays a, a gay fashion designer. I can't remember the oh, name. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm planning to. Gay sex scenes with Hugh McGregor. And I believe he's straight. <laughs> okay. He does an amazing fucking job and it's beautiful. Like I've never, I was like, oh my God, they're fucking. And, and he's he was like, like, I want to get in on this. I, hey, with Hugh McGregor, <laughs> I'd fucking do that. He's a hoppy's ass. I, I, said, amazing it, I said it many times. I would go gay for Idris Elba tomorrow. All right. Dude. <laughs> Let me just say one. Russell Brand. Who would you go gay for, Harry? Uh, yeah, Idris Elba would. Certainly, he'd stretch you out. I don't want. To, yeah, I don't think I want to receive. I want to. <laughs> Certainly, I don't want to receive Idris. It's a traumatic experience. So, what are right? men good for if they cannot receive? If they can't even give orgasms or receive, okay. what are they good for? So, first of all, like little thing on the timing. Let's allow more time because we mumbled around a lot. We yeah, can yeah, maybe yeah. re-edit. No, we yeah, we go longer. So today's topic is longer than Harry's sex life. What are men actually good for? We're good for killing animals. <laughs> Awkward silence. Yeah, right? <laughs> I thought Harry was immediately like, this, this, and this. Well, I won't give you the answer. We weren't looking at you for the answer. Wait, is there, is there a right answer for this? Well, Ooh, I guess the way, we can, the way we can begin this is the first thing we could ask is, are men having a crisis? Do you think men are in crisis? What do you mean? 
like a crisis. No, we're sitting here like wealthy and fat and, you know, ladies in the kitchen making our sandwiches. What Men are not in crisis. What are you talking about? Well, for example, for example, you've got, what have you got? You got incels, you got this whole red pill thing. You got endless videos on YouTube for That's how a to good get point, women dude. to like you. Um, the discrimination <laughs> from failed feminism is maybe giving rise to a discriminated class of men who you're are so, like, you're so Trumpy yeah, now. Actually, you call okay, it what do you mean Trump? What? No, no, you, you just, you don't call it feminism anymore. You just call it failed feminism. No, there's okay. good feminism, but then mostly failed <laughs> okay, feminism. But I mean, okay, little anecdote. So a uh, friend of my son, one day I get home and for some reason I'm talking to two of them and the, to- the topic is feminism. So I mentioned the word feminism. <laughs> His friend the moment I said feminism, he goes, feminism, oh, isn't that autism for women? Like, bam, he said it like wow. that. And it, it wow. made me realize, because I pay a little bit attention to, to my son's social media use, is, is there is like a filter bubble around kind of, yeah, it is kind of toxic around like, like all kinds of misogynistic memes and this kind of stuff. But that's his, it's cultured for him based on his searches and his yeah once profile. you get once you get into it once yeah. your friends start sharing that with you whatever yeah this stuff goes up. especially men who are not in tune with their own sexuality in either way have a problem with feminism and they are in crisis they're deeply insecure how, how in what in what way would you describe crisis maybe some kind of identity crisis because you know if they're not in tune with themselves, if they're not happy, I don't know, with their bodies, with their sexuality, with anything, with if they're uncomfortable. So that will trigger them. So And they don't really know how to deal with it. So they're just <laughs> angry. They're just hating. But That's this is interesting to me because... Um, when I went to school, um, metrosexuality was a trendy thing because David Beckham <laughs> shaved his fucking arms or something. Um, That's why you started dressing like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Did you remember this? This was was a phase in like the 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, where men suddenly wore deodorants. And and then it was, yeah. Um, And then there was this whole thing. It's like, oh, you're not a man anymore and blah, blah, blah. And I I thought at one point, oh, no, we've actually overcome this. And then realized, oh, fuck no, this created an angry mob. So it kind of, it feels to me, it feels to me like it got way more aggressive for what it first was. Like, mm-hmm. yes, of course, there was misogyny, there was patriarchy all the time, but it, it split and it created the nasty element. I read an article by a great journal the other day who, who um, uh, w- w- was, was hanging around ISIS and stuff. And he basically said, ISIS is all incels. It's just really? like heaps, heaps oh of God. heaps of guys. No, well, not necessarily, but it's just heaps of guys that are so angry, yeah, and kind of don't know what it means anymore, or an, an identity crisis as such, mm-hmm. and then join the force, if you will, and go like, yeah, okay, this is just another way of and me expressing. Myself. I want to kill my virgins. Exactly, they're just going to take it out on those 70 virgins that they get. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's oh. such a bizarre concept. I hope we don't get a fatwa. But it would be super this. interesting, you know, with those concepts. The whole religion is, about, you know, is built on these concepts yeah. that men are more and women are less. And that's why men dominate. Yeah. Jesus was a black woman. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I once, I once read this great uh, book about this by Dan Brown. 
And I'm like, I, have to, I have to leave. <laughs> but actually, bizarrely, bizarrely, Dan Brown actually nailed this whole topic really well in a cheap way about how the Catholic Church in particular suppressed women. And, and their own homosexuality. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole, let's not go on a Catholic Church roof right now. We can can we go back to the crisis? I'm, I'm interested to hear what Rachel says on this. What, what do you see um, uh, the crisis is? Uh, right now do you see it as a crisis is it a crisis and can i add something real quick yes go for it what sectors influence like what kind of divisions are there between men and how are the crises different for them do you know what i'm saying the rise of incels the rise of guys who are feminist and the rise of guys who use feminism to get laid etc i don't know if it's like a crisis but it's a revaluation of gender in general and roles in general Because we have all these possibilities nowadays and that scares people. It scares those people who had a certain role in mind and they thought, oh, that's the right thing to do. And now they're not that sure anymore. Huh. So they're angry at the yeah, others okay. and they put out shame. I mean, for me, for me the thing is, it, like, so there's, there's like the, the, the old school role of like men go to war, men chop trees down mm -hmm. and bullshit like this. Uh, To me, well, I, I was brought up by my mum, and so I, I grew up without this whole kind of masculine, I mean, that shit dads say, like, you got to be tough, son. I had none of that. I've always found male competition between each other retarded. The moment some guy wants to compete. You don't use that word anymore, Harry. Because, well, in the context of men competing <laughs> with each other, it's a It's great, an appropriate word. It's yeah. the, because it... It's ridiculous. It's just like, and, I, and I've met men since with just like anything. It's like you go and have a company offsite where you go go-karting. There's always going to be some dick who's got to go like, and it's like. And that's just the fun part. That's me. You know, yeah, when exactly. it comes to who has the biggest sales, who makes the most money, who brings in the most profit. And that's a fucking problem we have. We are exploiting not just the planet, but so many people because of this stupid competition. And this yeah. competition is still ongoing. Can, yeah, I, yeah. can I challenge that? I yes. don't think it's about competition. I think co competition is healthy. If you look at it, men are capable of anything men are, right? But I think focusing on the word profit is the problem. So the motivation is always profit, which is exploitative. Uh, power struggles, et cetera, et cetera. And because this competition is so much fun, we don't realize how much profit, you know, it's all out of balance. And yeah. I think that's why it's we kind of need, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. all a game. Yeah. And that's why I believe we need more empathy. We need more kind of feminism. We need more female leaders. Sorry to interrupt. Get yeah. on the fucking mic, Rachel. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I know it's very patriarchal, but one second. <laughs> this is easier for Harry to visit. This, no, this could be your contribution to uh -huh. podcasting would be to design a less uh, threatening mic shape. Because there's, <laughs> there's actually no need for this in the age of modern technology for this dick shape. It's a fallacy. Roads are patriarchal misogynists. <laughs> so. I just organized a shooting last week for the Frauenstreik in the Sukulentensammlung. I uh, know they're what the like the cactus. Oh, oh, oh yeah, photo yeah, shooting. Yeah. Oh, yes. my head went somewhere completely different for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where oh, we right, do this. Right. So you organize so a feminist meetup in the most phallic place. Yes, you have these oh. gorgeous women and you know, some of us topless, whatever, and having fun. Yeah, it's amazing. And I can't wait to see the photos. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
<laughs> and it represents <laughs> kind fantastic. of you know, business world and big parts of society. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, but but the thing is, I think it, uh, as far as a crisis goes, I think um, like somehow we just got to get out of this state of mind that that uh, to me the the key word is functioning like this word we we have an obsession in society with everyone needs to function it's even ingrained in the word alcoholism a functioning alcoholic that's a good alcoholic and mm -hmm. and it, how ridiculous is that that you are so miserable you're an alcoholic with your life but you function so that's okay as long as you're paying taxes yeah, exactly. Talking about this in drug reform too, and, and, I, no drug and I think that's where you can, out of there, you can reinvent male identity. It's just like Ooh. let's stop, let's stop trying to make, yeah, like focus on yeah, how much money, how many cars, whatever. But bullshit. will people do that? Because function is comfortable. As long as things are comfortable, we don't feel the need yeah. or the urge to change something. This is until we get exactly. a, okay, so until we get that, a that, that brings me to something. We we have this. For, for me, I, I always thought racism, homophobia, and sexism, and all these sort of things—they are kind of dying out. So, I, I, in, mm -hmm. in my head, it was always this is a thing yeah, that granddad has. Um, or the crazy shitty uncle that gets a little bit drunk at Christmas. Yes. But at some point, these guys will kick the bucket and the world is a better place. But what I realize yeah. now is that it's fuckheads my age are becoming the exact same it's idiots. Ma it's making a comeback. Yeah, that's exactly the point of the story with, with my son's friend. It's just... Yeah. It's, and that, that to me is, is scary. Why, why is that? Is this, that a, is this the function that comes in? Because they are comfortable with the gold coins that they can yes, put in their sack. because they're too comfortable they don't have to change and they don't you know they're not challenged enough i think when we are challenged or All really right, face now, hardships now it's getting yes. interesting because i've got a different point of view on this maybe eliza would mind which i'm going to interrupt you right now okay go go being a toxic masculine guy <laughs> you're right no it's this though no where the rise of discrimination with feminism creates a form of hate back you know what i'm saying like, uh, like with mm -hmm. the Nazi situation in America. Now there's Nazis all of a sudden because there's like a movement for Black Lives Matter. There's like a conflict right. there. No? Yeah. Yes, you're right. And here, here's the thing is that the first thing is there was a beautiful article in The, in the Economist a few years back about how you could uh, predict political instability by by the numbers of teenage boys you had in society. Most Western countries, we were not fucking enough or not producing enough children. Uh, Speak for yourself, baby. <laughs> versus versus some parts of the world where they they have larger families, which leads to more teenage boys, which leads to more political unrest. Ultimately, uh, and I've seen this from my son, you cannot suppress testosterone. And if you create a world where mm -hmm. you say certain thoughts are crimes, you're going to... Uh, teenage boys, they exist to find whatever there is and do the shit that's opposite to that. That yeah. is like in their nature. So if you give them a, like a, a, if you give them a thing that you like, here's the, the established norm, this is the correct way to do thing, they'll do the opposite. To the point of self-destruction. Yeah, exactly, yeah. because they're idiots. But, but also, but they're idiots, but also not. Is, and, and, and to me, the thing is like, if we, if we remove the focus on function and start looking at things like, how do you become a great human being? Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that's how, like... Yeah, but that doesn't create shareholder value, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> it's too soft. 
Is and it? many soft qualities or like feminine qualities are not attractive enough because, it's, you know, <laughs> economy wants us to take medica- medication, have a burnout every now and then, but still do over hours. It's best if we're not too happy. So we invest more in work and we consume more. Yeah, yeah. And that's the issue, you know, the overall issue is profit and the way our economy is built. But then also how are children raised? These boys, you know, what kind of role models do they have? <laughs> Who can they talk to about different, you know, if they want to explore something differently? I, I think mean, many people, and especially men, are a bit lost in this whole conversation. The crazy thing is, and this is this is where I get a little bit uncomfortable with the toxic masculinity is mm-hmm. is if you're if you're a boy growing up with your mum, like the parents are split up, there's a good chance that there'll be no men in your life until maybe ten or eleven. Because you, certainly mm-hmm. any if a if a guy's working with at a kindergarten your first thought is there's something we need to look closely at this guy minimum. And, yeah. and the, uh, even in, in primary school. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, actually, sadly, like having lived life, I still think that I still think I'm like, if, if I, if I see a guy that wants to spend a lot of time with young children, I want to take a look at him. If my kids That's are involved. Topic. Yeah. But, but the but the point is is just fundamentally like there is this suspicion around men and a lot of it is is valid and justified Sex, sexual suspicion to me the ultimate yeah exactly because we I mean we have testosterone it makes us do stupid shit and it, especially you know when it when dominance comes in and wanting power I think that's a big part of testosterone who the hell is listening to this lady don't yeah, you? I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and uh, which which to me goes to like like what I would like to see if I think to fix this thing it would be stuff like like once my son was in a school where he where they were doing yoga in the morning and it was it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen it's like it's like let's let's place less effort on learning maths and more on how do you be a happy human being uh, and if we do that, then then the thing about being a guy is that, yes, you get horny. Yes, you have all kinds of horrible thoughts. That's part of you. You're part of the dirt, but you're also capable of amazing stuff. You need to know how to how to go, okay, I had that thought, but I don't need to act on it. And I can be better than that, but also I don't need to be the guy who's like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I like, I really well, like you. I don't that guy either. Yeah, but, yeah, well, Trump the problem is, your is animal that nature. guy, the, the, the super nice guy is A, a liar, and B, not going to get what he wants because women will put him in the what? friend zone. Rachel? I think there are all kinds <laughs> We're of... We're all over the place. Like... <laughs> I'm dating the nicest guy I've ever met because He's I want cute. a man to to treat me like a woman okay. and to respect me in, in a certain way. So I treat, you know, I'm dating the nicest guy and not the asshole guy who I seek validation from the whole time. Oh, sure, sure. But but there must be, I would assume, it's, okay, maybe we don't want to get into your relationship, but I assume <laughs> there's there's something about him sometimes where you, you see... I, I'm go for it, yeah, I'm, go I'm for starting, it. Go this, for is starting. It. this is starting to yeah do it dude well it's just that there's something about him where where he he could but he doesn't 
Yeah, he's pussy whipped. Versus, no. You're so no, high, like, no, he, that's he, not, he can't that's get what I'm you. Saying. Like, there's <laughs> like, it's like, for example, I can only put this in sexual terms, which is what, which is what I'm trying to avoid <laughs> That's doing. such a surprise. Is that at times you may know he wants to do something terrible to me, but he's going to do it in a way that is like male energy. Is like the, he <laughs> expresses his male energy. I love how you brought up male energy and female energy which is the one you know especially sexually i think we are very in a na- in a very natural state then almost a bit animalistic at times mm-hmm. hopefully sometimes even a bit more <laughs> wow. yeah and you know and here's the question with all the also the whole consent and just yes is yes is you know where do we draw the line off and also how can you as a man be conscious of those thoughts but then also be respectful but then also be your natural self yeah when is when is it all right safe word 3d chess (laughs) safe word is the best it it is it is and it also isn't like when when it's right you don't need to be analyzing the whole thing like it's clear it's that's i think this this is the danger that this messaging sometimes has is it seems way more complicated than it actually is because all it depends on is empathy. Yes. And that's the bit in an overly um, testosterone manly society. That's Mm -hmm. the one thing that we try to eliminate as much as we can. Correct. But but, it's a weird, but it's also a dance because, because, uh, okay. I have a lot of empathy but I actually have to dial it back sometimes in some dating scenarios because if I show too much empathy, it's like, oh, you're just a, you're just a pussy, basically. But it's a really and that's toxic and masculinity. Is that your a assumption or is that what people That's the actually... feedback I get. It's like it, uh, from women. Uh, I've had, Not all women, from some women. And I mean, I'm not a statistical sample of my sex life. <laughs> no, you're not. But, <laughs> well, maybe I'm working on it. I'm working on it being a random survey of all people. But, <laughs> the, but the thing is, is, there's also a level of like, if you're, you've got to be, between yeah i mean in the to, to me the best metaphor is tango there's like a push and pull to this stuff of course and if you're if you if you if you show too much empathy the reaction can be oh you're gonna be i think you're no, confusing no, this that's not empathy that's yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. talking about empathy here no but but my empathy gets misunderstood of you're being too nice or i don't think and- if okay. it does, it's maybe because we still have these old roles in our mind of how a man yeah, should be. Exactly. And also the type of person you're attracted to. And what is, you know, what makes this all very hard is women can be everything nowadays. We hey. can strive for any kind of position, any kind of, you know, the way we want to be. And it's fine. And I think men have, to, Sorry. Ah, no. <laughs> Sorry. men have to tiptoe around so much more. Where it, you know, it's fine because for thousands of years, they just assumed stuff and, oh, she looked at me, she wants sex and I'll go for it. It doesn't work that way? Just just clear this up. Uh, Where do you stand on reverse cowgirl? Because I know... I know it's apparently it's, gr- it's great in porn. It doesn't work that well in I, real life. Yeah, I've heard it. I've I've had chats with ladies who are like, "Why the fuck do guys like this shit? It's extremely exhausting." I don't get it myself. Okay, you get to see ass. People are just lazy during sex. 
I get oh, Sorry, guys, just me? Fuck it out. No, no, you yeah. do. It was I just, do all the work all the time. It was, it was just a beat, I think, Dean. It was we hit that that what moment we? where we all needed to think about reverse car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can I go above okay, real quick? <laughs> Let's get out of reverse cowgirl. Yeah. So, feminism is closely linked to capitalism. The patriarchy is too because of profit and lower empathy. Cool. But what about the ties to free speech? Because I'm a believer that freedom of speech is ultimate. I'm a strong believer in this. So, I don't know like where the lines are, but I believe if a Nazi exists and he believes that races are terrible, fine. You are allowed to have your opinion. You're allowed to think that. I honestly believe that government should never limit free thought and free speech because that's when the world's going to go to shit, right? I don't know where the line is, like when you act upon it, when you cause violence or pain for someone else, but then it's like emotional abuse. I don't know where the line is, but I honestly believe that freedom of speech should be yeah, it's healthy. Completely. I mean, you know, open. if something triggers you or doesn't align with your thoughts, that's fine too, because, you know, your thoughts might change. Exactly. We talked about labeling in the beginning. I think many people use labels, but we also are aware that those labels might not be the same forever. And, you know, labels change so much faster nowadays. 50 years ago, a label was like that. And, you know, the status quo was unchallenged for 20, 30 years. And now we change labels all the time and yeah, our sexuality. It's trending and now, on Twitter and yeah. it's done. Yeah. And I think it's too fast and people are like, you know, get a bit lost in all of it. Yeah. It, that, that's interesting to me in a, in a historical context, because when you look at some of the the great liberators say in, in, in slavery or whatever, in, in many cases were slave owners themselves and kind of just were like, well, maybe it would be a better idea. But it was never this kind of uh, altruistic idea of changing the world. It was, it, it, was, it was more a gradual move forward. And the same goes for feminism. There, there was, um, um, I was just reading up on the, uh, a disaster in New York. There was um, around the 1900s, there was a fire that basically changed labor laws. Um, there, there was this um, uh, this industry in New York where they where they made um, sh shirts for women, mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of like the first time that mass production of clothing happened. And in in these uh, sweatshops, it, it was literally called sweatshops. Um, they, um, they, they they were a huge fire hazard, and um, there was a, a massive fire, a lot of people died, but it gave rise to women workers um, mm -hmm. to create um, a, a social construct that we now profit from. So it basically introduced health insurance, it introduced fire safety, all oh. these sort of things. But this didn't happen because they all were sitting around and having big thoughts about how to change the planet. It was pure necessity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it was, it, 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 you know what I mean? It's, it's just sometimes we, 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 we think that, and, and this goes with labels as well, um, we yeah. look back and say like, oh no, they, they were great thinkers. No, they weren't. In many cases, it was just pure mm -hmm. defense mechanism and necessity to change certain things because the pain was just too high to, to carry. Mm -hmm. and, and, then, and then stuff happened. And this goes back to this thing that you said about the war. We never had that pain mm -hmm. in, in Switzerland. Therefore, it took much, much, much longer to, to address an, an, a social issue and we basically have to go the intellectual way. And I think exactly that's why feminism is rising so much more again, because women are, are they're done with their pain. Yeah. You know, with the daily sexism, with seeing all this weird porn and being like, okay, 
you know, that's weird for me. And then uh, men try on, and do on. that you, stuff with me. You want to ban weird porn? <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure you had enough of that. That's a already watched. But you know, like so many women, that's why I think feminism is rising because those are actually hurt people. And now yeah. they're angry. angry. Yeah. And now they want to protect their children or, you know, future generations from that pain. That's why, you know, a Me Too was, was so huge because for many women, it was the first time they could actually talk about their pain. They could actually talk speak about, out. yeah, speak out. I mean, it's, and that's certainly true. I had a, something blew my mind recently. Uh, someone told me that when it comes to tying your tubes, if you're a woman and you don't want to have children, you're actually not allowed in Switzerland to mm -hmm. tie your tubes until something like 35. Yeah. Or yeah. if your husband gives you permission, yeah. which mm -hmm. is like, what the? What? Like, like, I mean, that just, I mean, it, Dude. if someone was to tell me what I can do with my balls and say, this is the law, it's going to mm -hmm. make me want to like pull out a knife and take it. You said like when, teenager, I got, when I got married, yeah, it's really like, the opposite. How the fuck? When I got married in 2008, the default was on the form, the default was that my wife would take my name. That's the default. It's not a question. Okay. It's only if you speak up that it would mm -hmm. be changed. Yeah, there was even of... even that default is fucked up because it you just go like, wait, yeah, that's just how we did it. And you and know, it's those tiny things. But if you see those tiny things ten times a day, stop talking. And you about know, every people. single time somebody says something something to you is, is it's disrespectful or things like you're at work and you have you know, I know so many women who are scared to tell their boss that they're pregnant. Because they know either they'll get sacked or they won't be able to work in that position anymore. Sacked they know their, word. their career is over. If you look at, you know, we have more women who finished university and a master's degree in Switzerland, but then we have like 15% of female CEOs. Yeah. And, and, and this, this, is, this is super crazy because when, when you say this out loud, in, in my head is like, yeah, that, Oh, that's the 70s. Yes. I mean, you know? I've ranted about this before on the podcast. To me, the biggest issue holding women back in, in Switzerland is attitudes towards that five years period where you have small children. Mm -hmm. Because I've met young couples where the husband and the wife were like, yeah, the, the wife needs to stay at home. And it is, it is beyond... To me, it's beyond retarded. It's that the, we don't use that word anymore. Well, I'm using. I'm all in on retarded because it expresses perfectly. It's it, retarded. Oh, it hurts some people. Mm -hmm. Freedom it, of speech, though. You can say what you want. Well, they're, they're too retarded to listen to this podcast. Oh, so. no, Harry, fuck you, you <laughs> asshole. I don't. Okay. Anyway, no, I apologize. The point. No, I'm not going to apologize for that because I'm using the <sighs> word not to talk about people with mental illnesses. I'm talking about the fact that it's backwards thinking which is another meaning of the word retarded. So it's retarded to think, hey, this is built in. It's built into the health, the, the childcare system. Yeah, so you have oh, the very hoard. much so. And if you send your children to the hoard for the afternoon, uh, people, people will say to you and your neighbor, oh my God, is that true? Oh, you, do you have to, it, mm -hmm. it means that you're poor. And it's like, no, fuck you. It's like, she wants to work. I want to work. We want to get on with our lives. And we want childcare. It's that simple. And, but it's based on this ridiculous notion of like, the mother is best at home for the kids. I don't think you're arguing it Which, right, though, no, guys. I, I think I am. Because in a city, 
in a city. Okay, you do because me. you get it because you hang around such people. Dean and I are a bit too young. We don't have that many friends who are married or had have have kiddos yet. Okay, but the, the, you know, no. so we don't understand what it's like That's for I mean. ten from our you know friends if they can't have an, the career they like. And you know, women yeah, they sit at home, they get more and more frustrated. They have a lower sex drive. They're not happy. They get fatter. You know, that kind of comes, can, can of come from things. it. Yeah, but you know, and, and then and yeah. then the man has all the pressure on, and then you know it's so it's, much harder it's for a them to get back for, for a marriage to break down. Oh, wait, yes. you're putting words in my mouth here, Rachel. Speak <laughs> <laughs> up, yeah. Gets triggered by that. No, it's like this because I don't think the argument is or women get pregnant, they're scared. the The husband has to support these like standardized old conservative ways of doing things once again it's that whole patriarchal system the structure is not in service of both genders of both man and woman because of that structure it's not just the women suffering from it it's especially the men too yeah, yeah. with all the pressure Absolutely. with all the you know the bullshit and stuff they have to um make so, up for so you're saying feminism yeah. is actually to make men's lives easier but 100 percent Yes, hundred percent it yes. is, and this this is so it's a genius it's, move. It's, yes. one, it's so neglected in the whole conversation. There mm -hmm. is um, there is a group, uh, Defeministen, in in, uh, in in Switzerland, which tries to talk to that point and get undermined every single time. There was a, a big arena. I'm, I'm not sure if you mm -hmm. remember this, um, where um, the the guy that runs that group was speaking up, and the press went bark fuck. It's just like no, it, it, it's it, it's again it's. I'm gonna use a big word, Harry. Uh, hold do, on do, to do. your asshole. Um, <laughs> I'm holding. I'm holding. Squeeze so that. This guy is taking away agency from the women that need it. That was what the that's, press did. That's a good mm -hmm. thing. That's a huge statement. It's, but it's a wrong statement. Mm -hmm. It's a wrong statement because he was trying to make the point that feminism helps everyone. It doesn't, it, it's not just about, the, okay. Rachel, the way that you described it, the very hardcore turbo feminist group that tries to kill all men. It's, it, it's, it's not that. It is, no. it is yeah. um, uh, a way of addressing social issues that mm -hmm. are very much felt by men as well in business directly. But, but, but I agree mm -hmm. with it though. But the thing is, it, to me, to me, it's like, the, if I was to call this a movement, I'd say, how about we all stop being assholes? We don't, I, I think I, it's, I think it's actually, it is right that this comes from women because guys of are course. mostly too stupid to get this shit. The flip side is like, I've, I've like throughout my career and I've done management. So the first thing is when I had kids, I was working at a startup and there was this huge pressure to work until like 10 in the evening. And the, the thing, a key word, if there's any young fathers listening to this, say to the people, as you leave on time, at the time you're supposed to leave, say, or, or from disconnect as they were in a remote office, is simply the easy part of my day is now over and now I'm going to go and deal with my children. <laughs> That's and great. That's and that, great. that shuts them up. The other thing is just this whole thing of 
I've had, when I was doing management, I had one guy who I really appreciated. He, he thanked me, but I, I wasn't expecting it. It's just like basic stuff like, you know, you get a message like, oh, I've got to stay at home today. One of my kids is ill. And I was always like, yeah, no problem. Like, like I want the people in my team to be happy and not stressed. And this whole bullshit around. You've got a great team. Though. You've got to work at, you got to, right, if you're one minute late, I mean, those those people drive me Old nuts school, yeah. and i don't know if it's if it's patriarchy or toxic masculinity i think it's just fucking idiots that power over profit yeah they don't understand how people work it's like it mm -hmm. costs you if someone arrives late to work there's a reason they maybe like had a bad night's sleep it whatever matter. it works have some as long as it works done, who cares yeah but no but you but have some empathy empathy in the workplace harry one of your co-workers and i love this it's a woman a very powerful, intelligent woman, probably listening. Shout out. <laughs> Look at her name, Lou. She said to me the other day, we should start soon because I'm worried that Harry will get too stressed when the event comes later. So we're going to start now and we were discussing how to plan it so that you're less stressed because the, when you were stressed in that time period, it was like driving you crazy. Yeah, that, I appreciate it. I've never heard in the team saying, I'm worried mm -hmm. about Harry's health. Let's start earlier so he doesn't have to be crazy. I've never heard that before. This it, usually only these conversations usually only start when there was an escalation. Um, mm. So if someone one. had an aneurysm or something. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm honest because I, I, I've been there when that happened. Yeah. Hemorrhoids um, in Harry's case. It's it's like literally someone collapsing during a meeting, and you go yeah, like, oh like, yeah, okay, fuck, shit is pretty weird. Maybe we should all look at our health for a little yeah. bit but this this lasts maybe three months and then you're back to the old bullshit True. okay but, mm -hmm. but let's let me throw a curveball uh so i think men are making some compromises they're starting to figure this stuff out in return should women be allowed to wear high heels in Fuck the office me. because <laughs> I, and I should women be allowed to wear high heels wait hold up and i know that whole thing well, like it depends, my, you know what does a woman feel comfortable with? I identify f strongly with feminism and I love it. But at the same time, I love being a ring girl at a boxing match. You're the you best. You know, I'm exploiting my whole body. I love new shots and stuff. You know, but it's because for me. Wait, what? That's. <laughs> it's Hold very. Okay, you know, okay, okay, because okay. I believe in this cultural feminism where it's about, okay, so intrinsically we're the same, men and women. It's a big word. I think, you know. We all have a certain degree of empathy. We can work on that. We can all be, become more and more conscious. But the most, the, then also every single being has either more or less male and female qualities. Yes. And I love expressing and exploring those female qualities because oh, I identify enough. strongly with them. Yeah. Right. So if I want to wear heels or whoever wants to, cool. If you don't want to, if you're a guy, you want to walk into the next business meeting with heels, cool. I need to get on Harry, the high heels. Wrap this Rachel, up. what I'm, the fuck? He was like, should women be allowed? You need to be more radical. I'm going to tell my story, <laughs> Dean. Here's you just said, should women be allowed to wear high heels? Here's why. I'll give you two good reasons. So I worked in an office. We had this hard stone floor. And I had to work oh in an office God. with five oh. women oh, who dude. maybe they were synchronized. They would all wear the high heels on the same day. It was like working in a fucking herd of horses. That's and funny. to me, high That's heels funny. are the most ridiculous symbol of, oh, they make me feel powerful. Have you ever tried it? 
No, and I don't want to. But I don't think that women wear heels because it makes them look powerful. Most girls I know, it feels like oh, it stretches my legs. I look a bit taller. It gives me a bit of a better back, so I will get more attention. People will more likely listen to me and respect me. Which is kind of sad. Power heels. I don't know. It's to me. To me, I have. I treat women very fairly in the workplace. The one thing that really does (laughs) trigger me. No, seriously, we can get, again, we can get references. You're laughing and not believing. The thing is, the one thing that triggers me, I find high heels retarded. Wait, sorry, I don't think, stop, stop. I think, I think actually high heels belong to patriarchy. I think it's, it's. I think they come from there though. Okay. It's like, why, why do you want to be like a People can wear whatever they want. What is this the wrong animal what baffles me you have been in switzerland for too long because the one complaint that you had tonight is ne- it's literally a noise complaint you try and work around i'm glad you did people say, in high heels i'm glad you didn't go they should wear more high heels because they're yeah. sexier no, so no it's really fucking annoying I'm, 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 it's I'm, like the the tie Men wear ties. They have absolutely. Why should you wear a tie? But also, it gives you. It's some kind of uniform. It's a symbol. Yeah. It's a symbol. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I so worn, you have to point where the dick is, so everyone knows. <laughs> This is this is what this is what the tie is. This is why it's my tie was always too short. In, in, in Swiss German, it's called the Schnappitzeker. <laughs> you've actually blown my mind. Wait, with that. What you've does that mean? I'm in you years, I never realized why the fuck we. Is that really? Is that really? <laughs> it is pointy at the end, and you should you should wear it so it's straight. Like it should it's be right above oh. your belt. So yeah. this is basically where the, the journey to it's happiness phallic. starts. It's 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 all that. It's, it's all very phallic. It is. You're, you're fucking uh, the right. The meaning of schnabi, what did you say? Schnabi zeker. Context. It, it, what does it mean? It points to the uh, dick, dick pointer. Dick pointer, yeah. Dick pointer. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> power ties. So See them differently. Uh, so this is why Trump had so wide, uh, such wide ties. <laughs> So that everyone thinks that he has a chode. Yeah. It's just, it's. I wanna, okay, I wanna go into this because Harry has a great story with it and Rachel too. And I admire this so much. Harry, I don't know if you know this, Harry, but so on your Instagram, uh, and I love this. So there was the guy who cat called you and you decided to film him and follow him. Oh, when guys kind of cat call, I just, you know, first Lose I look shit. at them and I'm like, really, dude, if they do it again, I stop. And I walk behind them and I breathe in their ear. Fuck yes. And they are so uncomfortable. Like, Pathetic. I don't fucking care if it's two in the morning. I will walk right behind you. And I'll follow you wherever you go. I want to catch you For 10 minutes. So I'll just later. follow you. I don't I like care it. if I miss a train. I'll follow you. And they get so uncomfortable. And it's such an easy and, you know, elegant way to show him, like, fuck you. Yeah. I love that. It, it, intruding space which they've mm. already done with their yes. catcalling we before. need that to yeah. be a norm i think and i do it the second time because you know guys don't know the first time they do something they you know they explore where they're you know where you're what what's okay uh, what's for you boundaries yeah, yeah where are your boundaries, boundaries. Yeah. Expe- exactly so the first time it's like hey no stop that and if they don't respect that, the second time you go, f- yeah. you can go full in. This is another thing. I, I've never understood why guys catcall. I've never done it. <gasps> oh, never understood it. Like I have the catcalling is one thing which I kind of can get. They want attention, but what I don't get is the following you. 
guys who follow you i get that quite a lot and like i get stuff like they'll follow me on the tram and then i'm like yeah that's not cool now he knows where i kind of live Uh, yeah and because i think that's why feminism has built up because we women have been so angry for such a long time with all these tiny little situations basically everywhere yeah I had it. So I had a situation. Where yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. I had a situation where where I got to feel for for once I got to feel like a man. It was actually yesterday. So I went to the hammam. I was chilled. I go to my favorite wine bar. I'm drinking wine. There's these three ladies sat next to me. I'm just ignoring them. And then this freaking drunk guy comes along and I've seen him before and he's been annoying other women. And he, he, he kind of like, he's got this stupid grin on his face. Then he goes up to these women, leans over them. And he's like, oh, like something about this Aperol they're having. Immediately they're like, dude, can you leave us alone? He won't leave them alone. I get in there. I was like, I was, I was like two <laughs> seconds too slow. I, Cause I could like, I, I had a slight, like the, I know what this guy's going to do. And I could have intercepted, uh, but I was t- slightly too slow. But then, but then it got down to like, and this guy was like, yeah, yeah, fuck you. And he was speaking Italian and German. I'm like, fuck you. I'm speaking all English. And I gave him the full deste. Like, and, and, I, and I actually had him kind of under control in the end because I didn't want to fight with him. And I, and I was giving him an option. said, dude, you need to say peace. And he's like, fuck you. And he tries to hit me with his beer can. <laughs> And, and I'm like, y- you want to bring it? I'm fucking down. Let's go. And, and, and I felt very masculine for a short time. Harry, we, we should probably then, talk about which bars you go to. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this yeah. is an Italian wine bar. It was like, it's a beautiful place. And that's wonderful because, you know, protection and safety is a very masculine trait. When yeah, Harry's yeah. a feminist, and I want to have I never them. have to use these <laughs> Don't things. Don't talk about so my wait, compliments. Did, 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 did. Oh, repeat, repeat. I just say when Harry's a feminist, I want to have sex with him. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, did, I, did I you get a number out of this? <laughs> <laughs> did you get a number out of this afterwards? I, I actually got some... Ah! some follows on the podcast nice that's what a whore i am very nice but you know in the first moment you didn't do it because you wanted their attention just because something in you was like hey the situation is not okay yeah Yeah, exactly i mean it's a weird thing since i've become a dad i get this a lot where it's just like i do what needs to be done and i wish all men kind of would live up to that more whether it's locker room talk or whatever where they're like hey this situation is actually not okay so i will call it out can, can can we talk about this for a second? Wait, locker room talk is a is a holy thing, though. We got That's a what's the, it, it what's the women equivalent of locker room talk? It's also called locker room talk. No, but like I, I don't imagine women in the locker room going, "His dick was this small." Like you guys share uh, dick pics. Yeah, and you we talk about those you, situations, you of course, but I think never to such a disrespectful degree more like no. because women are like more romantic like how did it make you feel and mm. okay hold oh, up hold up, up. that okay. locker room talk is like this is the male period okay so let me explain <laughs> this in terms <laughs> do you know what slightly i i'm slightly jealous of women because if, <laughs> they if, have boobs <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> if i get on social media and i had a great great tits and ass you do i would 
Yeah, but not like this. <laughs> I would get immediate like thousands of followers. The followers I have on Instagram, uh, I've had to work for every one of those by doing something <laughs> funny. Like I have to fucking work for that. Yeah, but if those followers are good for you. If you're a hot chick, you get immediately yeah, just and then you have to cope. Then, then, then you have to cope with the comment section, and which is probably what? one of the Shut nastiest things. Don't go there in a second. The fun is, is you get attention so easily, and mm -hmm. as guys, we don't get that. There's nothing about the male look, and even if I mean, occasionally, like you got a guy with a six pack is super muscular and hot okay he gets some free attention but mostly it's not free because he had to fucking work to have that body <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs> right. oh my so god oh my god and the girls didn't so the locker yes. room the rachel just sits on her ass all day the locker room talk and and i've had locker room talk with these two motherfuckers who are being very feminine well no christian's being very dean's with me <laughs> the point what? the point is this is it's like it's a vent it's that we 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 say horrible things. We try. I mean, as comedians, we say the worst possible things. It's all about context, and it's not that we actually mean any of that stuff. No, but it's I, I think it it's get, wait. It, it gets it out of our it, system. It's, it's something different because uh, um, Rachel. I think I have an idea what type of uh, conversations that you're referring to, and it's very toxic in a, in a professional situation where you give me an example. So. I'm treading lightly here. In in a time where I worked for a different company than I work now. <laughs> um, Shout out to UBS. <laughs> I'm a client. I can say anything. There is um, there 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 are lines which in a professional professional environment you don't cross, even yeah. if you had a few. Yeah, and. I've seen it more and more and more times in that particular setting where especially men with a mediocre power, like mm -hmm. the, the lieutenants, you know, mm -hmm. they're not the big dog. They're mm -hmm. just in between the plebs and the big dog. The guys with the small dicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where they would start. <laughs> Gee, I don't think... <clears throat> uh, he was, like, he was choking on that small dick. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we're comparing management ability to dick size, but you're probably right. The statistics. So, guys with some power, but not ultimate power, using their position to then force certain topics or conversations that made every, everyone uncomfortable. And, and then no one speaks up. No one speaks up because of that fucked exactly. up hierarchy. Yeah, you're scared. Where and, and this is not yeah. just about sexism. It's also racism. Yeah, um, yes. it's homophobia. Yep. And and all these sorts of like you know some guy rocks up in a pink shirt and then goes how. Um, God damn F word. Michael looks a bit gay right, today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw in a funny angle here. Is is mm -hmm. people talk a lot about their boss bullying them or asshole behavior. Bullying is a two-way thing. And I've I, and I have a point of view that upsets people. There is the person doing the bullying, the and, then the, and then there's the person allowing themselves to be bullied. Now, you may have a lot of issues that make it very hard for you to deal with it. Most people are just going with the status quo, and when they when they see shit like that, they're like, oh, "Like I'm, I'm putting my life at risk." No, fucking act, yeah, motherfuckers. No, and it, we were talking about issues mostly. It's some kind of daddy issues <laughs> men and women have, and it's this: Harry oh, you want. That this lieutenant, the CEO, whoever, who, you know, you want his love. You want oh his, God. 
you yeah. know? You've actually yeah. just blown my mind. Does this explain <laughs> everything? It does. Daddy issues? <laughs> <laughs> most cases. Daddy issues. <laughs> but what about the mummy issues? Where does that fit into this? Mostly weird sex things. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> fetish. It, it's a, yeah, it's but because, the, you know, and that's why, oh, daddy would act like that. So we'll do everything to please uh, him. And so he's comfortable. And that's why some people raise into these, you know, also through ma manipulation, of course, into these certain yeah. positions. Yeah. But we're all there, bitches. I mean, I mean, fundamentally, I think long term, the whole idea of hierarchy and, and people in positions of power is it just got to go away. Is, you is, didn't say it. Thank you. Harry. Well, well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I didn't say it because I was bored of using the word. I, I thought I don't use it. So are we. And, uh, <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's like if you look at there's there's we can eliminate this stuff. We're going to edit Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, chill, chill, chill. We can, we can, because I think there's an interesting conversation. I don't know how we can edit this into something without censoring or whatever. But the the point is, is that you we don't need hierarchies anymore. That that shit is done. And and the to me, it's I've always found it ridiculous the notion that someone can be at the top of a company and I'm in control of this company. No, you're not, because do you know how many the number of micro decisions being made every minute mm. of your company that you're not involved with? You're a figurehead, and it's based on a completely ridiculous concept, because, because, which is a great thought. But how can we get there? We get there empathy. through radical groups through of course you know people and education and people also standing up it makes it a lot easier to stand up when you can be in a group when you can label yourself as something yeah and when you can use some kind of excuse to yeah. get there give them an ak-47 i guess <laughs> let them be isis <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, fight the power <laughs> it's a uh, there are some very interesting concepts um out there i want to i want to name two um there is a republic which you are probably familiar with um the newspaper which um has mm -hmm. been trying to introduce um very flat um hierarchical concepts where authority is uh, a function of your role rather than uh, a hierarchy and there is no concept of ownership because it's it's, cool. it's basically owned by um Christian. Trust. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about the prophet Christian? What about well, that's prophet? exactly the problem. Um, I have a friend. I'm just uh, I'm just looking up the website. I'm having a friend that created a, um, a doctors' association called Südland in Switzerland. Um, it it basically operates under the same uh, dogma. So it's it's not an uh, for profit company. It's a co op. So I think biggest um uh, structural issues when it comes to uh, i'm staying with the business angle here rachel mm -hmm. because you've introduced it so nicely before because uh, power is usually associated with capital and capital mm -hmm. then translates into into these hierarchical structures um so if you're the owner you basically call the shots but if you make ownership part of everyone that works there then automatically your your power distributes within the group mm -hmm. because suddenly everyone has the same voting rights and mm -hmm. um uh, Sudland, this this um this company does exactly that they're they're trying that model within the company and and um therefore also adjust there there's a whole different conversation about remuneration for example because because it's not a for profit all the profit that they do make goes back to staff members 
And uh, wow. that, that is a completely different angle, um, how to approach this. And it makes it all more egalitarian, which in a nicely mm-hmm. bow comes back to feminism because that's what mm-hmm. we ultimately want, right? It, it becomes a more egalitarian society. Super interesting. Sorry, that was my that was fucking boring shit. I love that idea. Super interesting. That's crazy. Because before we talked about functional, that that right now was constructive, and I believe in constructive because com- functional is too comfortable. We don't have to change because it, you know, it works. It works it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But constructive is taking something and making it better, and not just in an optimistic way, but in a way that you know, with small changes, that it can actually work. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should castrate everyone, <laughs> tie everybody's tubes, castrate everyone, ruse men's balls. No, I should just fire McKinsey. Which, uh, like, if, if we get rid of McKinsey in Switzerland, I think most most issues around uh, capitalism <laughs> are I think, done. I think I think that was a great point, and and I'm I'm holding back on the dick joke that I could have made about a functional versus a. <laughs> But because this is like that, and there's a bunch of stuff coming. Like, okay, I, we don't do financial advice here, but there is a cryptocurrency called Cardano, <laughs> which I am a big fan of. And they, because they start looking at these issues, and they have a system built way of of uh, building in like decision making, where you don't have a boss in this system. It's purely based on the interests of the of the people acting within the system. And to me, years ago, I read this Arthur C. Clarke book, which uh, predicted a future where you have no no president except for one person who is elected by a computer. And Jesus. one of the criteria for their election is they don't want to do the job. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which I thought was a great, is a utopian idea. But fundamentally, like to me, power is broken it's deeply yeah. broken imagine mm-hmm. go, like profit was removed from government wow yeah they didn't get paid yeah wow exactly. shall we change the world i think we just <laughs> solved all the problems guys <laughs> we got we got lost of finding out when men are in crisis and what the future is here though i thought you were going to go into our childhoods as well yeah, what about the notes here? Would you like to? Let's do it. Come on. We go. I don't know where we are on time. Does what anyone I found have super to super interesting about your star- story, and thanks for sharing, is that you didn't have kind of like a father role, but at the same time, you must have had a lot of men and boys around you who you could identify with. Not really. My, my brother is eight years older than me. He was always away. I guess the, the profound thing of my ego because we all know about that on this podcast, <laughs> it was came from my grandmother. I used to come mm-hmm. home from school every day. We would play like backgammon and other games, and she would, I believe, deliberately lose, and then tell me how amazing I was. And I had, <laughs> I had like seven years of this in primary school. That's not healthy. Uh, it's uh, fantastic because... I'll never play chess with Harry. No, seriously, my fundamental worldview is that given enough time, I will win. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, and I genuinely, I still believe that in, in any situation oh of God. hardship, this has got me through all kinds of stuff because it's a genuine belief that I'm going to be successful. And I don't mean successful that someone else is <sighs> As, as someone else's detriment is that I'm going to find a way to get through this. A woman caused Harry's toxic masculinity. That's fantastic. <laughs> no, it's not toxic masculinity. And in, in oh, yeah, retrospect, sure. she died long ago. But to me, the to me, this was a deeply 
Like, and I, I've understood it later. This was a genius move by her mm-hmm. because, you know, my mom came back from Germany. She left my father there. And, uh, and a lot of the time I was at my grandmother's place because my mom was working. And my grandmother, my grandmother thought long term. She's like, I'm going to turn this guy into a little asshole. <laughs> and she's but it. also into a typical winner guy. You know, as a little boy, you learned, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a winner. I can win anything. I'm cool. I'm great. Every, you know, I'm amazing. Yeah, she won't sleep with me. The I'm angry is, now. And with girls, you know, the good girl syndrome, where kind of girls are, you know, you have to be cute. You have to behave well. Right, and now we're getting somewhere. Which is super interesting. Yeah. Because I might, I have a theory that what fucks women up the most is mothers. Now that's a, Ooh. because the relationship between mothers and daughters, Dean's, <laughs> Dean's tapping out here. And maybe we, we can, maybe we need to end this podcast because, because I think uh, a lot of this, uh, I mean, there's two things, the, the two, and I, and I'm talking secondhand, I've got a, like a daughter and I've observed some of this. There is a shame that's passed mother to daughter for generations mm-hmm. about all kinds of stuff about how you've got to behave and censoring, which comes from the mother. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, uh, and and I've, I want to do this in comedy one day, but I've yet to find the right way to do it. Uh, this topic of slut shaming. Mm-hmm. Yes, guys play a role in this. But I, when I was at this boarding school I was talking about earlier, what I saw was the the main instigators of slut shaming were women mm-hmm. and they were there was like two groups in my class there were two alpha females mm-hmm. and they were after each other and i got to the great thing about boarding school is you deal with you you're with your peer group for most All of the day, day. Yeah. and i got to observe the shit they pulled and i was i was like not like nobody wanted to have sex with me or whatever because I was a little dweeb. So I, <laughs> I, instead of getting upset by it, I just observed what was going on. It was fascinating. And and this whole idea of like like women's sexuality, I think that there is a big issue that, that uh, yeah, like, like if you're an attractive woman, I don't know if you are, maybe you are, that's a joke, <laughs> but you probably get, to deal with jealousy. Hey, women hate me. All Mostly right. when I enter a room, I get into a new team. I started over eight times so far, you know, moved schools and whatever. And wherever I go, I know like, oh, I can be the kindest, nicest person. They won't like me. My daughter has the same, you know, you've seen her. She's yeah. quite attractive. She's kind of a nerd and, and she's starting to confront this stuff. It's super interesting because that was kind of the topic of my um, TED talk. And it's based on, you know, we want equality. Well, we can get there if women stop hating on other women. Yes. Yes, absolutely. In every area, I think because we are raised to be each other's competition, but not in a healthy way. And we can't really, you know, live out this competition. It's just like, oh, you should be this, this and this. And if you're, if you don't conform to that, but somebody else does, you hate her. If she gets more attention or whatever, I think it's a massive problem between women that they don't really support each other. I think with men, it's like, oh, you're an asshole, but I can still work with you. Absolutely. I don't agree on this and this, but cool. With women, everything has to be all right, and then they can work with each other. Right. I mean, for me, the way way I've always looked at this is that (laughs) men are predictable. So I I learned this at school because there was one friend, 
uh, who, if you got in a fight, he was there for you. There's a whole bunch of stuff that he was just the perfect friend. You did not leave your girlfriend with him. If you left your girlfriend alone with him, he was going to try and... But that's where you learned it from. Yeah. I mean, uh, no. I, what? What I learned from this guy was that, and it was just the thing, and but he was predictable. That was the one thing where you couldn't trust him. And once I understood that, I could trust him completely and know what the limits were. And I think in like like that's the thing that goes on between men is that mm-hmm. I can work with someone that I fundamentally despise, but still, it's like we're going to find a way. And I think I think with uh, what I've observed is that with women, mm-hmm. there is an unpredictability about how you guys <laughs> screw each other. Because you know up. all these emotions. Yeah, I believe it seems from all the emotions. And what is super interesting that's why the Frauenstreck, Frauenstreck, Frauenstreck was so. It was groundbreaking because you had all these women come together to support each other, and that rarely happens. Yeah, you will have you know maybe a friends group, and you know. They're all the same girls. They vent about other girls. That's what they do. We don't do locker room talk because we're too distracted talking about other girls. That bitch Brittany, oh my God. And it's super interesting. You know, I think if... Triggered. That would change so much. What What? What do you think that stems from though? Because this I seems mean, to be... It comes down to a nature versus nurture argument. Is this... No. no. Which is interesting because also back then um, in Stone Age... It wasn't that women had to fight for the man and he, you know, had to take care of the baby then. Also, at the same time, women would stay together, support each other. I think it becomes we are raised to be each other's competition. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that actually makes sense. I wonder if there is cultures where that doesn't happen that often. Because is there... When, When it's not that superficial. The more superficial it gets, the the more, more... Yeah. 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 That's fucked up. Polygamy, like in uh, South Africa. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> they have a yeah, community-based family-raising situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're convincing me there because it's like a, a lot of pre-Christian religions worship mother goddesses and, and the femininity was worshipped <laughs> as the ultimate feminine. power. Worship so the I power of the female orgasm. <laughs> bit of a interesting thought. So, you know, the men are the contrary of women, yes. But if I see anything in a man, it either attracts me or it repulses. Or repulses. With women, women don't attract me because I'm so sexually not attracted to them. So if if anything, I either like them and I identify with her or I'm triggered by her. Ah. And, beca- you know, with men, it's like, oh, I kind of like him and then there's a sexual energy. But, they can but fuck with up women, a bit more? it's kind of different. Do you give you them leeway to be worse if you're sexually attracted to that person? It, it's just different. You know, it doesn't feel like, I think with women, it's like, oh, she's different. That <laughs> triggers me. I want, that means something is wrong with me because we should uh, all kind of, you know, that means something is wrong with me. So I have to change her or be <laughs> against her. With men, it's like, oh, he's different anyway. This is why you're not right. calling us out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we were all over the place. Uh, I think the reason for feminism is because men are not good for anything. There's no more lines to fight. Uh, have you guys fucked up? in the workplace or in any kind of setting where you were a misogynist, a misogynist, like how did that happen? What did you learn from it? Did you apologize or what's going on there? Can I start with mine? 
okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just like, yeah, dude, tell Nod- us how much of a dick you were. I know nodding works you really well on have a podcast. A story to tell. Go yeah, there's yeah, yeah. it's an audio format. Uh, I was working in a very toxic masculine environment. It was called. Uh, no, don't, don't. Well, I can't. I can't. Okay, it was. Yeah. yeah, the the bosses were men. And it was very testosterone based and power and hierarchy and you had to find your space and fit there, right? Uh, so I did this. I learned a lot. I fucked up. My intention, I hope, was good. It sounds terrible though. A, a girl, a woman came into the office to apply. Thanks for your patience. <laughs> she came to the office to apply uh, as a worker. She was going to go probation, but she had to do a test, right? Uh, and I, the one who was in the office, I went up to her. I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? What are you doing here? Uh, cool to meet you. And she was uh, writing a test. I was like, that's great. You're applying to work here. We're going to be co-workers. Uh, what I think would work is if you show your boobs. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is a funny comedy. That's a comedy. Like, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's fucked up. It's super fucked up. <laughs> In my mind, I'm going, oh, that's what I did. She'll laugh. She'll feel comfortable because I know the environment here is extremely locker room talk. If you can't handle that, you're going to fucking hate working. There, yeah. Right. But I did it in a way that was like, we're equals. I showed my boobs. I got in the homosexual kind of jerk. You know, they, they think I'm hot. Maybe they'll think you're hot. I don't know. This was terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible thing to say. And uh, what happened was, is like, she complained about it. She didn't get the job. <laughs> and obviously she complained about it. She should have. Yeah. But, but the thing is, hold you... up here. Let me finish it. Go okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, they complained and they were like, who said this? And I'm like, fuck, I said it, guys. You know? And what was shocking is that she said, if this was America, I would have sued you guys. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I was like, well, you should still be able to. Oh, wait, Switzerland. There's no, like, protection for this. It's Nothing. Not really yeah, cool. but, but you know what's funny about this story is, is that you were reflecting the truth. And you wanted to make a connection to her on not, you weren't being a creepy sexual dude. Yeah, it wasn't sexually saying, driven. Why don't you show your tits like I did? Yeah. And it was to say basically like. This like, place is fucked up. This yeah. place is fucked don't up. Don't work here. And <laughs> I think I did her a favor. And I, and I, yeah, you kind of did actually do a favor. Yeah. She didn't take the job. But like Christian also taught me is that from now on professional workplace, it's they and everyone is like exactly the same gray Lego person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but the there point, is no more gender. I said, to me, the point is just simply you create a nice layer of where certain things are never said because we all know they're wrong, but the underlying fucked upness of it remains. And this is what you bring out in the pub. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> okay. What about you guys? Um, I was called out by an ex-girlfriend of mine on a uh, behavior, which I wasn't aware and I've kind of mentioned it on this podcast before um you mentioned this thing before about guys following women mm-hmm. um there is um a thing about not crossing the street mm-hmm. okay so this is this is what happened um i was walking home and um there was a woman in front of me and i just didn't care and uh was mm-hmm. actually looking at my phone um and just walking home and that woman was um not my girlfriend yet five minutes later she was your girlfriend wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> so um and uh this this journey was up to a tram or whatever it was and then um everything went away and a couple of months later we started dating 
Um, and she basically said, dude, if a woman walks down the street alone and you follow her, cross the fucking street because it makes people uncomfortable, even if you don't realize what you're doing. And it's something yeah, that I, I yeah. didn't pick up because it's, it's, um, I'm, I, my defense was, I, I didn't know this is Switzerland. Um, I was much, much more aware of these things when I'm in London, when I work in London, mm -hmm. I was much, much more aware of where I would stand and who I would look at or, or, or all these sort of things. In Switzerland, it's kind of like, meh, whatever, nothing bad happens <laughs> here anyway. Um, no, it's not even that, no, 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 not no. even that, but, but just like, pff, whatever. I, I, you don't really have to be conscious on uh, when you sit it's on a so tram sad, or anything yeah. like that. And when you're in a tube at night in London, you especially when you live in East London or something, you might consider certain things. Mm -hmm. But it, it, I, I was just literally not thinking about this, how I made someone else feel by my sheer presence. And it, it wasn't so that sad. I was breathing down that person's neck. Yeah. It, it, mm -hmm. there, there, was, there was distance, but because it was nighttime, because it yeah. was no one else was around, it, yeah. suddenly that other person felt uncomfortable. It's because you followed her. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so it, it was just that thing. And this, I did put it down to some form of misogyny by not caring enough to understand what I will create in someone else. Yeah. That's, that's my okay. story. So question, two women are walking both sides of the street. I jump in front of the tram. Do you, yeah, do you walk into traffic and hope for the best? Yeah. I'm waiting for the biggest Mercedes G class driving down Seefeldstrasse that can take me out. I, I mean, I deal with that thing the whole time. And to me, to me, I actually see myself as the victim on this because if I go for a walk at night, the looks I get and, and I'm You're scary. Yeah, but I'm also more like, fuck you for assuming that I want to do anything the to you. Fact that Harry, they you should to. start wearing high-vis. <laughs> it would change everything. As soon as you wear a high-vis, you're official. You're allowed to be there. How's hands for high-vis? I mean, I, I did it. I have even a bit about this. It's like if I go for a walk in the woods at night just to chill out, I know that I've got nothing to be afraid of because I'm the scariest looking motherfucker <laughs> in the world. And it's a bizarre thing that we've created this whole thing uh, yeah. about how evil, but it's sad that women have to do this. I mean, I've never had to put keys in no, my hand. It, that's in that context. Up. I do it it's at so home. bad. I'm angry. And I'm trying to think of a time where I've done something. Every episode of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we're looking back. Fifty-one episodes of the XYZ podcast, and I, Harry profusely <laughs> apologizes for all the harm that he has. He does not represent my opinions at all. <laughs> I mean, certainly, certainly, <gasps> comedy-wise, I once I was trying to do a joke, but I don't know. I haven't actually. I never sexually harassed anybody. Never. That wasn't and, the question. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to find a crime that I've committed. I never touched her in the red zone. <laughs> I mean, I mean, one thing is only the green. One thing is, one thing is at work. I have a very strict policy. Is a and this was vulgar, but I don't shit where I eat because you don't don't mix mm -hmm. sex vulgar, with work. That's great, yeah. Like just don't do it. Like where's the lift by? Tell me. Yeah, but, yeah. Just never because one. even and and. And I'm a little bit flirtatious with some people. You? What? But not in the sense of trying to get something from them. It's more like, let's have fun. The There's, a line. Game. There's always a line. Now, 
maybe there's one of those people that wants to tell me that actually I'm an asshole and maybe I'm aware, unaware of that. That's right. Uh, you can do the comment section of the XYZ yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Rachel? An example? If you want. Hey, super interesting. So I'm so conscious about female empowerment and seeing other women as a part of me and some kind of, you know, sister. But I did have a roommate who triggered me so hard. And it nice. was like, wow, how can I not hate her? You know, how can I embrace that? She's just a very different type of woman than I am. But it's hard. You know, it would have been so much easier to trigger her back, to say exactly what, you know, I wouldn't know what would hurt can her. We, can we say what? So, okay. Yeah, why did she trigger you? What, yeah, what was the trigger? Like uh, all kinds of things. Like, you know, in every aspect, if you'd have like a woman who would be the complete opposite of me, it would be her. Smaller boobs kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's super interesting. So she's like, like, you know, in every aspect, just very different. And like, like we'll have conversations. So it's like, oh, I'll go ring girl. And she's like, I cannot understand how you can do it. Uh, like, you know, uh, putting on the shame. And like, you know, a very different uh, kind of person. Yeah. yeah. And then with all these, then living with somebody like that, and it was so interesting for me because it was like, I was going through a phase where it's like, we can all live in peace on this planet. Uh, and it's like, well, you live with somebody. Was this hate <laughs> boot camp for you? Yeah, but also <laughs> then to realize you don't have to lash out. You don't have to talk bad about, you know, behind her back with oh. the other roommates. You don't have to manipulate her. You don't have to be unfriendly. You can still live with that. You can still sit with that, even if it triggers you. And then also... What do those triggers show you? Yeah, you have a lot of power like that. It's, it's, a, it's a reflection on yourself in a yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, do it's hard and it can be super annoying. And every single time you come home, you're just like, oh my gosh. Sounds like Harry. But it's important. Did, did she just need the right penis? In <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, Rachel. Sound, I don't know, sounds a little bit <laughs> like... Harry, enough about the she penis. She was jealous. Harry, she wasn't getting it. Harry, no. Thank you, I Harry. Don't know. Uh, Rachel. Hey, guys, I okay. love this. Thank you for being so open and sharing all oh. your amazing opinions. Yeah, we love having I you I respect here. them a lot. No, seriously, I learned a lot today. So thanks. Thanks for, for being us. here. And we would and love to have you back. for doing a great ending for the podcast. Uh, wait, dude, wait, wait. wait. Oh, oh, relax. Relax, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, if you want to look at Rachel's amazing Instagram, you can find her at... You can find me with Rachel Hill or Honey Honey Dot Rebel. Honey Dot Rebel, yeah. Yeah, Rachel uh, follow Hill. Follow her, check out there. Also, you're doing a podcast lately. Yes, well, it's that? not out yet, but you can find it under under Himmel and Hell podcast. Cool. It's Swiss with German. Hamza Raya together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Swiss, Swiss German. German. If you want to dive into that, if you want to throw up while listening to a language. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so you'll find the information on my Instagram. Cool. Anything else you want to plug? I'm fine, thank you again. Yeah, apart from your boyfriend's butthole foot. Rachel, we love you. Thank you so much. You listen to XYZ Haskell. Wait, I have some plugs. For fuck's sake. This is No, no, I didn't hit it. We're a professional podcast. Okay, so this comes out on Tuesday. Guys, Comedy House. We're back at Comedy House with more comedy. If you guys are interested here in Zurich, we're going to have a show on the 24th. Am I saying this right? Yes, 24th of June. We are back at Comedy House. Hopefully with an international guest we don't know yet. Yeah. And figuring stuff out on the fly. I'm doing comedy tomorrow, but this will be 
Too cool. late. Sorry. Christian's got a career. What about you, Harry? We, we, we have shows <laughs> Sunday night, Ale House, and then oh, the that's rest. that's a great show. Yeah, that's a great show. show. What day is that? That's, that's two days ago by the time you listen to this podcast. Fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, come, to, come to this Sunday's cast. And, and Frauenstrike. Let's big up the Frauenstrike. Yes. No men allowed. 14th of... June. If you're a woman, June. get down to yes. the Frauenstrike, support the sisters. If you're a guy, <laughs> hang around in a nice way and you might get laid. <laughs> That's <laughs> what that right. is the worst. That's <laughs> the best selling point ever. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Small penis joke. <laughs> Can I have a Rachel? Yeah. Hey, Thomas. Wow. There were so many topics. Amazing. <laughs> Which is-